0: Hey guys and welcome to the Get Alive Podcast. This is episode 51. Last week we talked about um, Call of Duty Zombies and this week I decided to kind of mix it up and I really wanted this guy on uh, on the podcast for ages, mainly because of what he does. So, introduce yourself. Uh,
1: howdy there, so I'm Jimmy and I run loading or as you might see it come up on kind of Twitter, Facebook and things, drink, relax, play and then we do I mean, gaming themed cocktails and uh, game of coffee and generally anything to do with gaming basically
0: which is obviously very awesome the way I actually find, uh, found out of, about these guys were I think like game and things between about you guys and, and things like that so pretty um, I kind of latched onto it very quickly and checked you guys out and you're pretty much awesome so where did you come up with the idea of the loading bar
1: uh, loading Bar, so it came around, I did kind of media at college and then a BA in film at uni With if anyone's done those kind of degrees, they're never the best for kind of getting a job that pays quite well so I came out of uni and was working as a chef and then did that for a year and got a bit bored of working mega hours and the money was alright but you kind of don't have time to spend it and it's stressful so I started looking at if I was going to do that much work, what could I do that was more for myself and then The idea of kind of computer games has always been around, and there wasn't really anywhere in Bournemouth you could kill time. So that was trying to bring in everything I liked about games into one space. So originally I wanted to kind of sell new and old games and T-shirts and other bits. And then once you find out what budget you have and how expensive it is, kind of bits got dropped off. So it was more starting just as a cafe bar and seeing where that went.
0: So yeah, it seems like a very um, I'd say successful considering all the, the drinks that they have done and things like that, so do you want to talk about them?
1: Yeah, kind of the drink side was something we brought out about six months after we opened and then it was just by chance really that uh, someone at Capcom had seen um, I think Games TM ran a little piece on us and then they had looked look to our menu on our website and just got in touch really and said they liked them but we would not really done anything Capcom related um, and kind of were we interested in doing something for them and like you're not going to turn it down, so we said like definitely awesome, and then because it was their 15th anniversary of Resident Evil, we, it just kind of made sense to do a tribute to that, and that's when we came up with the GNT virus, and then kind of that one came out and did quite well, and then it just snowballed from there really, that we ended up getting roped into to do different ones, and then it's usually a bit of a mix of things customers or fans suggest for us to do, or kind of newer titles coming out, or just actual commissions where we've done a couple of game launches, and that's always the nicest because you're getting paid to go and do it. Um, different jobs for different reasons. Um, like the stuff we did with Konami with the Metal Gear shot sets was mainly like a fan piece just because I love that game and it was a good excuse to do it. So to get to do that was just pretty fun. Um,
0: well, sounds like it. Um, let's talk about the Minecraft piece that you did because it looks amazing and obviously I'm guessing it tastes amazing as well.
1: Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It's probably it's the first time I started getting a bit stupid with my drink ideas. So I've got my like long-term photographer, Will, who is the man that has to make my stupid ideas look half-presentable. And the Minecraft one was I'd found these square shot glasses online. And obviously Minecraft's huge, so we thought it'd be a nice thing to do that people would kind of be into. And then it was just... He then had to make it work by building this kind of structure to support all the shot glasses out of... Cardboard and doing the measurements and handling the logistics, but yeah, we were quite impressed at how well it went down. And then obviously it ended up all over the place. And Wired then saw it and asked us to rebuild it, and re- so they could reshoot it themselves. So that was a whole different experience because we're used to shooting drinks kind of in the bar and double bed sheets and quite low tech solutions, whereas they obviously had top notch studio and studio lighting, different conditions. So it's definitely opened us up to a whole new audience, I guess.
0: So, where do you come up with the flavors? Because I know you have some crazy things going on, you know, thin layer of Baileys and, and stuff like that. So, where do you yeah. come up with all these?
1: So, with the different ones, it depends. Different drinks come, come around for different reasons. That might be that like, customer suggests a name. So, when we, there was someone on The Guardian that had the kind of Deus Ex on the beach Friday, which means that kind of wrote itself that you had. It was always going to be a lot like a Sex on the Beach, so we kind of took that, and it was just about tweaking it to make it fit the game. So Goldschlager with all the golden shards worked nicely. And whereas with something like the Minecraft shots, it was more about getting the colours to match the game. So you're kind of tied to finding things that work together and match. So the kind of absent Bailey's Kalua thing is really tasty and worked really well for the colours. So. That was definitely a blessing that they worked together and it was something that tasted pretty nice but other times we'll just sit around and keep pouring spirits and if no one's sick by the end of it, we've probably done something right so we stick with those.
0: Okay, and um, what if someone wanted to buy, let's say, the the Minecraft
1: kind of shot set? Yeah, the Minecraft shot set, so when we did it, it was always kind of a stunt piece and a few people were asking like, oh, if you wanted to buy it, how much Say. We kind of put that out that if it was 82 doubles at like a pound a shot, it would still be somewhere around like 164 pounds. So it's something we can do if people get the urge. Um, it's definitely something you want to share with some friends, that I thought. I don't know whether you'd be able to take on 82 doubles on your own, but I'm sure someone could. Maybe you can have that like a challenge. Yeah, I think the few people that have toyed and come close to getting it, that's definitely been something they've thought of of just could they drink that many in the night, so someone's bound to do it at some point, um, I don't know whether it'd be me though.
0: Well, you never know, maybe it could be.
1: Possibly, I'd have to I'd have to be up in my drinking, um and yeah, I don't think I'd be opening the next day, but never say never.
0: Don't mention Justin Bieber, please. Just <laughs> forgive you that
1: I'll, I'll
0: forgive that because um pretty much you do awesome things and let's talk about the
1: coffee Mhm. so originally when I opened it was I got a bit kind of frustrated but most places that seem to do coffee it was always about getting the cheapest you could get hold of so I spent quite a while trying to find a company that did like we would pay the extra for it but make sure that it was a good blend and then it was actually a different supplier and you, you don't normally get companies that kind of recommend someone else but when they came in and spoke to us and saw the kind of game brand we had and what we were looking to do they just recommended this company that really specialised in doing dedicated blends, so tailoring it to what you want, so we just kind of met up with them tried a few coffees, spoke to them about what we were trying to do and settled on this blend that we really liked and then served it in the bar for about six, seven months and then kind of had the option of Doing the things in tins, and it was just different. People started getting in touch when things like the Minecraft shots came out, or whatever, and people spotted those. And we found with not being the easiest place to get to in the world. It was a nice way of kind of doing a small, small piece of what we do and putting that elsewhere in the world. So we kind of put it together. And my designer loved the Mega Drive, so he got to kind of do a bit of a fan tribute to that. And it just kind of fell into place. And so far, it's done pretty well. So I can't, I can't complain. And we're just looking at doing different bits and pieces with it, and other spin-offs, Though a tea at some point would be nice, but it was just juggling the costs of you've got to get it all made beforehand, and anything with like packaging is more expensive than I thought it would be, and it's definitely been educational, that's for sure.
0: And another good thing that I've noticed about the the coffee, nine pence of it goes to special effect, which is always awesome.
1: Yeah, it was something... Um, my girlfriend's from Oxford, so I kind of stumbled across them by mistake, and then really liked what they were doing. And it's probably the first a co- games dedicated charity I'd come across. And like with any coffee you get, you tend to see them. They'll do something, be it a charity tie-in or like a rainforest alliance donation. So I got in touch with them and just said, kind of, would they be interested in letting us kind of put their their message on the box and then kind of give something back to them as part of it? And it was a nice way of. Kind of upping its gaming credentials and giving them a bit of promotion at the same time. So they're a, they're kind of a charity. We're looking to do more, with and it's been great. Kind of we've, we've been doing that for about twelve months, and seeing how they've exploded like everywhere now. I think pretty much you'll see if it's games related. There's normally a special effect angle in there, so it's great to see how huge they've got since we started speaking to them.
0: Um. Yeah, another thing about the coffee, guys, is um, if you want to buy the coffee, you can go on firebox.com, you can just search 9-Bit Mega Coffee, nice name, I have to say, and it's quite, I wouldn't say affordable, but it's a good price, it's, you know, nine different blends of coffee bean, never knew there was more than nine coffee beans,
1: but, you know. Yeah, a blend of nine, and we kind of do a few giveaways, so I'm sure we'll be doing a couple of giveaway packs for some of your listeners, so... I guess keep a, keep an eye on it, your Twitter and things and we'll do a couple of giveaways I'm sure so if people do want to try it before they buy it kind of keep an eye on that and I'm sure we'll we'll give some away and give people a chance to try it.
0: Awesome I'm sure it tastes nice because you know the whole nine nine blend but the thing is I'm not a big fan of coffee and I, I'm, I'm just gonna say that from now. Disgraceful,
1: disgraceful. The thing uh, is, is I, that... I prefer tea. Yeah nothing, nothing wrong with tea um, I just reckon you haven't, had the, you haven't had the right coffee. We've converted a few people over, so... But
0: well, maybe your coffee might convert me over to coffee. Yeah,
1: hopefully we'll turn you, to, turn you to the dark side or whatever and get you drinking coffee, not tea. But
0: I, I, said I still have... i love tea. It's just, if you guys made a tea, it would just make me so happy.
1: At, at some point, never was something we looked at and it was just... Because we're kind of a tiny company, it was... You kind of have to do it all bit by bit, so... We'll do something at some point, um, but for now it's just doing the coffee, kind of see how that goes, and, and if we can do a tea, it's definitely like bigger than coffee, I suppose. So at some point we will.
0: Um, now let's talk about the actual bar itself, the location. So where is it situated?
1: So we're tucked away in West Cornwall, which was kind of. Uh, based on me having been to uni down here and just sort of knew the area and the fact it was my solo crazy scheme so the budget was small and it was about finding a building that I could take over so yeah we're tucked down in Falmouth and then we've been here kind of two and a half years we've done a few cameos uh, other places so we did a Capcom community event last year and Gadget Show Live this year we supported Turtle Beach so we're not kind of stuck here that we do go and do different bits and pieces um, and obviously with things like our Indiegogo we're desperate. The plan is to get something going up in London sooner rather than later but it's just finances and getting it together and making it happen. But...
0: Okay, um, so yeah. Talk more about this kind of Indiegogo project thing that's going on.
1: Yeah, so we did the Indiegogo, and we're looking to see with all the of crowdfunding. We were a little bit before Kickstarter spread over here, so we did that and raised money. It was about kind of just taking what we did down in Falmouth, but doing it on a bigger scale and asking people that had seen our things or liked our stuff to kind of back us in some small way, just to help make it possible. So it's been really good off the back of that campaign with different kind of companies getting in touch and other people coming on board to help and. I think this is kind of proving to other people that there is an interest in that, so people are obviously saying that they'd love that kind of space to exist because there's nothing really like it, if you just want to kill some time or whatever, or with the way we kind of promo games, it's just a nice way of, if you're not sure to spend £40 on a game, it would be ideal if you can just go grab a coke or a beer, get 15-20 minutes with a game, kind of pay a couple of pounds at least. Have a chance to try it before you buy it. Um, so that side's been really interesting, just to see how people have like getting to play things, and it's meant people have tried things they never would have tested. So, kind of, Rayman Origins we had, and the amount of people managed to persuade to play on that and give it a try, which they wouldn't have had it just been kind of sat on the shelf. Um, it's just been good for that. So, we've probably promoted a few games and because you're not paying to play the game it's always people give it a little bit more of a chance um, whereas if you've got to buy it you're normally quite selective and stick with what you know.
0: So you mentioned on your website that it's kind of based on the gaming cafes of Tokyo yeah that was... so I was thinking do you guys like have the Japanese games in there or is it just strictly based uh, on like western?
1: Um... Pretty, it is, We're pretty sh- shameful that it is mostly western and we've got the arcade table which has got a few obscure titles on it and things I've never heard of And but in general yeah it tends to be kind of the more western things and if people ask for stuff we'll get it in or we'll pick it up so it was just like reading your articles on the internet so you've got 16 shots and 8bit cafe they just look like great places and was about bringing something like that over here so where these people have just opened up small spaces and there's a load of consoles you can kind of pick your game, pick up a drink and it's like a nice relaxed atmosphere and we're seeing whether that could work over here and so far so good so it'd be nice to see a few more places pop up and um, kind of Kyoto lounge in Manchester that I've seen and Extreme Gaming with more kind of hiring consoles rather than the bar side but that um... That near London, so there's a few spaces popping up. um, It'd be interesting to see where it goes in a couple of years and how many more people get places open. And as gaming kind of gets bigger, it just sort of made sense to me. Um, If you're going to go in a pub that's got like a pool table, why not have like a um, couple of consoles in there and have that as something instead?
0: Um, sounds like a cool kind of concept. And I just want to talk more about. You know, you were mentioning that you were you worked in like a restaurant, you were a chef, so have you ever thought about expanding the loading bar so is that a, like, it's a restaurant as well or...?
1: Yeah, originally it was a good excuse to kind of get out of the kitchen, so I cheated a little bit and didn't focus on food so that I could hide from the kitchen for a while, but um, we're pretty good friends, so with IndieGoGo, if you've seen Gourmet Gaming, there's a lot of the kind of food from games and then they recreate them, so I'd definitely love to do some stuff. Once you've got more space, for sure, bring in a little bit of that and team up with team up with them and bring some of their dishes and make it easy for people that can't recreate them at home and give them somewhere to come and get them. So, For sure, food at some point. Um, and there's obviously a few good names like Metal Gear Salad or something, I'm sure. Give us a bit more to play with so we'll do something with food at some point. Um,
0: let's talk more about the, the kind of uh, the IndieGoGo, you know, there's this kind of i was say perks. Well, it's mentioned as perks on this kind of site that the more you donate, the better perks that you get. Is, so, would you like to run through them?
1: Uh, yeah. So we had a couple of different perks. Um, the like the main lowest one we tried to push was the five dollar perk, which was just about um, people kind of saying they like the idea, and then for their five dollars, it was a kind of custom wallpaper we were getting done. So bit like a tweet style message anyone that donated five dollars or above kinda of got to put their message out there and put it on the wall and we featured it on the website and then as it went up it was kinda of the usual things like a t-shirt and hoodie which we did through insert coin and then we kinda of got a few of the companies that sponsor us to put some kit together so there were higher tiers with things like mad cats, fight sticks, Beach headsets and of the coffee came in and then higher ones of kind of letting people pick a cocktail, so a few people chose that one and we're just waiting to hear what choices they made. So I think Mirror's Edge was mentioned and it'd be nice to see what those guys come up with for what they want to see on the menu because it's pretty rare that we just kinda of get told what we're working on and get given a clear idea, so it'd be nice to see what games they pick and it might take me out of my comfort zone if they pick Something really obscure, so I'm interested to see how that comes together.
0: So let's say I donated and I pick Dynasty Warriors. Mm-hmm. What would you think about that? What would you? What's the first uh, thing that some- comes to your mind in terms of drinks?
1: Uh, good question. I haven't played it for years, so um, trying to think. What we do for Dynasty Warriors? I guess kind of the ethics. It's usually whenever we do a drink, it's looking at what makes those games unique, so I suppose. Dynasty Warriors. From whenever I remember playing, it. it was kind of epic scale battles. So I'm guessing it would have to be something epic. Um, it would take a bit of research. I'd have to play some Dynasty Warriors again and get back to grips with it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely that's one I look into. It's something we haven't done anything on those ones. So obviously like Ninja Gaiden, Dead uh, or we haven't done anything with any kind of those guys at the moment. So. I'm sure at some point they're on the hit list that we want to work with everyone. Say so that could be that could be the one we end up doing, possibly. And
0: Tecmo Koei, if you're listening, which I really hope you are, um, please be sure to check out the loading bar and kind of talk to James here.
1: Yeah, it's been. Kind of the ones we have worked with, it's been a strange mix of either people have got in touch with us, or we've approached them, or it's that thing of fans, so, like the Binding of Isaac thing we did was just someone went through the Facebook and dropped us a message and said, could we do something for that, so we put the kind of shot set together for them, and that then ended up getting picked up by, like, Edmund McMillan, and kind of he put out through his blog, and Facebook and it it's nice, definitely doing the more indie-based things have been good, because you know the person behind the game got to see it so we've got a few bits lined up and there's a couple of indie games we're looking to do some drinks for so uh, Thomas Was Alone um, there's Fist of Awesome that's up on kickstart at the moment that we might do something for um, they're definitely a a little bit more fun just because you know that the creator saw it whereas the kind of big publisher ones it never really gets that far or you'd never hear what they thought of it um, so with the Metal Gear thing, it was nice that have got to give it to Kojima properly and hand it over to him and you can see their reaction, which makes it a little bit more worthwhile.
0: Awesome. Um, let's talk about the coffee again, because I just noticed that um, you have that kind of, you know, the old school Sega kind of branding. I wouldn't yeah, say Gen- it but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, it's kind of that art style, um, obviously you've got Insight Coin, have just done their range, It's, I think it's sort of from like my age, so 20, I'm 26 and I remember my older brother picking up a Mega Drive and it's definitely, I guess, anyone around kind of mid-twenties, Mega Drive and Snes were the two that were obviously huge when we were younger, so my designer, when I went to him and obviously he had my kind of logo with the cups, he went Straight down that kind of Genesis Mega Drive vibe of kind of grid background and bringing as bringing in as much of that as he could, um, and I went along with it because it's the console after the math system I had as a kid, so it was great to be able to bring that back a little bit because you don't really see it obviously with Sega now just making games. Um, yeah, so it's good to see it coming back with kind of t-shirt designs, and I think you see a few more things kind of bringing back that Mega Drive style it it definitely kind of had a distinctive style whereas you had the kind of Super Nintendo that was always seen as a little bit more kiddy if if that's not going to offend some people that love the Super Nintendo Um, obviously Mega Drive always seemed to have the more adult games so I think it definitely appealed to me when I was smaller for that reason
0: and speaking of Sega, um, were they okay with the whole branding on the coffee or yeah, they've,
1: they, obviously we've sent it to a few people that work for Sega and they've kind of seen it and a few people were worried it might be a little bit too close, but um, it was always designed kind of from scratch, so we, we didn't take anything that was designed by Sega and kind of Photoshop it and make it look different. It was all kind of custom created, so touch wood so far. Yeah, we haven't been sued yet, so they're a, they're a company we're still speaking to about trying to bundle in some codes, with the coffee, so you get a game with it. So, eventually, we'd love to be able to slap the Sega logo on it properly and do a bit more promo for them. So, that's where I'd like to see it go, but it's getting in touch with the right people and seeing if we can afford to pay them the money to get them to approve it. Um, but that would definitely be something I want to do. Um, but we'll see. It's just get it's so maybe any of their licensing people listen to this podcast. Drop us a message at the tweet.
0: Cool, um, let's talk about the private hire. So, how big is the actual venue? Like your.
1: So, uh, loading well. was about kind of 30 people, so it's much more. That's why whenever we've done private hire, it's kind of been uh, either for games testing or just smaller parties. Um, for bigger events, we take over nearby venues. So there's a local uh, polytechnic where we've kind of taken all our kit and set up up there. So, kind of. We'll always upscale or downscale as we need to. Um, it's been quite nice to take what we do and do it elsewhere and take it on the road. So, I want to do a few more of those. And kind of obviously, with all the expos that are on all year, that's something we're looking to do more of next year when the season comes around again. And it's just awkward because what we do with drinks and different venues have different rules. So, whereas Show Live, we could do coffee, in Earls Court, we couldn't because court have different contracts, and red tape means it's not so easy for us to take what we do to there, but hopefully we'll be kind of doing things like you've got the Insomnia event, so we're looking to do some bits with those guys next year, and make it a bit easier so people that want to get a taste of what we do don't have to come all the way down to Palmer.
0: Okay, so... um you're talking about like moving to different places and things like that, mm-hmm. so in theory, could someone just say, okay I want you guys to be at this event, I want to hire you guys to do the drinks, would you be able to do that? Or,
1: Yeah that's something, so the bits of what we've done with kind of game launches and helping companies out, that's how it kind of worked with those guys, or there's been different ones, so we did that wasn't game related, the Eat Your Heart Out event, which was just someone got in touch and explain what the event was and it was kind of was I interested in doing it and it wasn't they weren't going to pay me to go and do it, it was what money we made when we were there we got to keep so if people are putting together events or expos and all that sort of thing it's if we can afford to come up and do it it means we'd happily go and support things and definitely it's been nice to have people get in touch and Game City was obviously great last year for us to be able to go up and with the way they work if you just take over separate venues and run your own smaller events alongside theirs, that was a good good taster of what that sort of thing was like and kinda of more and more people are putting on events and more gaming ones so we'd love to do a couple more. It's just, yeah, drop us a message and like remind me that I'm supposed to go and do it because half the time we pencil in events and then forget about them or Kind of events happen and if you're too busy doing something else you completely miss it and then when it comes around it's just a bit too late for us to get involved with it So, if there's one anyone knows about, yeah feel free to tweet it, tweet it at me check us a message or just complain why we're not there and we'll do our best to try and go there
0: Well that's nice to, to see, you know, not many companies do that kind of thing um, and it's nice to see that you guys are striving doing your best to pretty much make people happy, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, as James mentioned, if you want to tweet um, the Loading Cafe slash bar, uh, you can tweet them at Drink Relax Plate. It's one word. Just tweet them. You can do it now, actually. Actually, no. When you're listening to the episode, it'll probably be like two weeks after the recording of this. But, you know, information is still there. Another thing is that we're, we're going to have to wrap up this episode. But I want to end with some questions. Do you mind? No, far away. So, what is your favourite drink that you created?
1: Uh, favourite drink probably for like every element that came together. It was the first one, so the GNT virus. Um, just because the name worked really well, like the art style with the syringes. People tend to go nuts for getting to keep syringes, and it fitted with the game content and. It was the first one, so I'm always, you're always a bit biased towards kind of the one that helped get us going, so I'd say GMT virus.
0: Another question if you can go into any location to set up shop, where would you go? Uh,
1: as we've done the Indiegogo, it's got to be London. Um, we got a few complaints from people, obviously, because London does tend to get everything first, but the main reason for us wanting to do that was just games companies are there and for doing their events and working with them you kind of need to be near them so after London it'd be places like Manchester, Bristol so I'd say London but that's not to say we don't want to do everywhere else as well it's just London will be best for us to begin with.
0: I see what you mean but would the the one in Cornwall still be open or would you just close shop there and then? Switch, uh,
1: no, to begin with, the one in Falmouth would stay the same. It would just be about finding more people to kind of get involved and getting the right people to take places over or help run them or kind of staff them. It's always difficult to get people on board that are the right people for it. So as long as we can get the staff together, like we keep it together, and the other thing we've had people get in touch with is things like franchises. So if someone is sat there thinking, like, why isn't it here? feel free get in touch like either we can help people and explain like how I got it started or if they're interested in doing like a version of loading where they are by all means get in touch again and that's the kind of thing we're looking to do so if we can help make it easier for people to set up their own places like that's a good thing I reckon so yeah
0: so um, thank you very much James for coming on the podcast it's actually an honour to have you on I have to say
1: No worries, thanks for letting me come and ramble on your podcast Apologies
0: You don't need to apologise Anytime you want to come on the podcast Just be sure to tell me And I hope you guys have actually enjoyed this episode
1: So yeah, see you guys Be sure to subscribe to the podcast We work in the dark To serve the light We are gamers Nothing is true Everything is permitted.